You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash Film School. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Our guest today, Chris Payne, drove a GM EV1 from 1998 to 2003. Who Killed the Electric Car is Chris's first feature documentary as director. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, you're, you're taking time off to talk with us today. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, Chris. What got you uh, started putting this uh, documentary together? You know, I got one of these uh, EV1s in 1997. Uh-huh. Kind of as a mark, I, I wasn't, uh, I knew that a famous engineer, a guy named, uh, Paul McCready had designed it. And, uh, he did that bicycle powered airplane in the 70s, one of the, one of America's right. great engineers, in my view. Yeah. And, uh, but I got the car to just try it out, and I got in that car, and I realized that, uh, it was probably the most advanced car I'd ever been in. This, uh, this car accelerated so fast, and within about two weeks, it was pretty much the only car I was driving. Mm hmm. When they dismantled the program in about five years later, I thought, well, someone's got to make a, you know, there's got to be a 60 Minutes or, or a Frontline or some piece like this about the about what happened, and uh, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, well, this is a good place for a documentary. Uh, this was in California, and this was uh, because of the zero-emission vehicle mandate? Is that part exactly of what right. got you I going? Exactly right. I mean, the short story is that California passed a law in 1990 to deal with the really severe air pollution problems, particularly in Southern California. And they told the automakers that they wanted to sell cars in California, that 2% of cars had to be zero-emission vehicles, which the only technology that could do that was electric vehicles, by 1998. And then they would ratchet it up, 5% in 2001 and 10% in 2003. So the car companies uh, put these cars out, and they're really arguably the most advanced cars they'd ever made. The problem was is that uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, they really threatened, in our, in our view, after working on this film for so long, just so many ways that they traditionally are used to making money. Uh-huh. And they were locked up in a battle with the state, and they dismantled the program and destroyed the cars. Uh, so, so they're actually too good. For their own good. <laughs> well, that's what you know. That's what a lot of us thought. I mean, you really had you had cars that would run on you know on electricity, which is domestic power, which is a great thing, and then uh, cars that arguably never needed any service or maintenance because there was no internal combustion engine. Mm-hmm. And these are two really core pieces of the American economy, and I think that uh, it just just proved too threatening to the industry. Now, wasn't the the EV one? Wasn't that a more complicated machine than, say, an internal combustion engine? I I always had a fear that you know, with all the batteries and the new technology, that it might not be as reliable. Say, yeah, well, it's sort of a paradox because there, there were some great advances in that EV one. Uh, in fact, in most of these cars, they you know, golf carts traditionally are DC powered, and they ha- have certain limitations. They're sort of like the Virtue and so forth. And what the Alan Caconi and some of these uh, terrific power controllers did was convert electric technology to AC power. So you had incredibly smooth acceleration. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, there was a lot of circuitry in these cars, but ultimately they were very simple. Just a controller, batteries, and a motor. And of course, the motor is just cold, uh, coiled wire. 
but you know, obviously the the, co- the cars cost the car companies some money because they were making them in low numbers, and it was a new technology, and they just didn't want to have the state tell them to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a part of a, co- uh, a a a corporate culture is not being dictated by anybody outside of the uh, the organization. Isn't that sort of a mindset that that they have anyway, right? That's right. But, you know, it was a law that got the catalytic converter and seat belts and cars and airbags, and right. government definitely plays a role with uh, dealing with big industry. And it's just too bad they rolled this back because yeah. we're, now we're importing this stuff from Japan and the Prius and stuff, and really a lot of it was innovated right here in, in the United States. Well, let, let's remind our listeners very quickly that we're speaking with Chris Payne, and, and the documentary is called Who Killed the Electric Car? Who did kill the electric car, anyway? <laughs> I think we're going to find out if we see the movie. <laughs> is, is it a thriller? <laughs> is it a thriller? Is it a nail-biter? <laughs> we, uh, but I, I have seen I'm the, looking forward to I've seeing seen it. The, I've seen the preview, and, and, and uh, there's one just you know moment in the, in, in the preview which just got to me, which was there, there's a, a workman, guy, guy's got a, a construction hat on, and there's, I think Huel Hauser is interviewing him as they're literally grinding up the car. Is that am I right? They're, they're grinding up a, an EV one. In that, uh, they're actually shredding a, a Honda EV plus in that yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. And 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 the uh, the technician there is saying, "I'm not really sure why we're doing this." That's exactly right. I mean, <laughs> that's almost the central paradox: is why would why would companies like shred completely new, super advanced cars like that? And yeah. Uh, yeah. but they did. Yeah. So it's a very there telling we have moment. The core of a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it really struck me because you're literally seeing as you know metal being ground up, which is unusual to see anyway. And and uh, and the guy's going, I really don't know why we're doing this. Uh, and I've read you're 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 an an activist as well as a filmmaker here. Uh, speaking of that, what what can our listeners do if they really support something like yeah. uh, electric cars? Uh, what where can you go? I mean, where can people go today for electric cars? Yeah, or or at least to support do? the concept of it to get the, the auto manufacturers or or someone out there to to put a technology together, especially nowadays when when gas yeah. and ethanol ethanol prices are so high. Well, that's that's precisely right, and and you know, domestic electricity, uh, which is you know uh, goes without saying almost, it you know, goes for under the equivalent of a dollar a gallon. Yeah. So it's, it's a much cheaper energy in ways, and. What a lot of people didn't know, including myself, is that even when you're making uh, your electricity with dirty coal, which is you know, 55% of the United States is on coal right now, you're still dropping your CO2 emissions by 45% on a, on a national grid. And plus you get you no know, nitrix oxides and all kinds of photochemicals that, that come out of the um, out of the tailpipe. So the, the cars are a lot cleaner and they're a lot cheaper. So the question is, why can't we have them? And I think that that, that was sort of the heart of why we decided to explore the story. Right. Very good. Now, th- you had a great website. I just want to, I think there's also links there to, to different sources as far as activism goes. Uh, is that the who killed a hydrogen car dot com or am I making that up? What? What's the uh, who, uh, electric <laughs> car? Sorry. Yeah. Who killed <laughs> the, the electric car? <laughs> yeah. I had a hydrogen car question. <laughs> okay. Who killed the electric car dot com? Very good. It's a great yeah. site, too. I was, I was real impressed. Fine workmanship on that site. Oh, yeah. They've they done a great job. We told yeah. them we didn't want just a damn marketing site for the film and please yeah. we'll make this like more expensive. And, and they did it. just a terrific job by, by putting a lot of information out there for people to, to, to figure out about what's going on with hybrids and electric cars and what hydrogen cars are and the whole story. What do you think? Just back 
to my mistake there about the the hydrogen car. How, what's that technology like, and is that a, a good direction to go in, or do you think uh, electric is preferable? The film looks at this. We talk to a lot of people about hydrogen fuel cell cars, and you know, it turns out hydrogen fuel cell has a has a place, and especially in stationary things like building and Amory Levins, you know, work, work on like heating systems for buildings. But in cars, this technology is a total waste of money, boondoggle disaster, and. The problem with it mostly is that it's just not here yet. It's right. 10 to 15 years off permanently for the last 50 years. I think my dad, when he was at Princeton, was studying hydrogen fuel cell. And there's so many obstacles to it. And the number one obstacle being that it takes, you know, hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. Unfortunately, none of it is found on planet Earth. Ah, always bonded with something. It's, you know, it loves to be attached to whatever it is. Oxygen makes, you know, water, et cetera, et cetera. So to get pure hydrogen in a car, you've got to separate it. And that takes tremendous energy. And guess what? It's fossil fuel energy primarily. Natural gas is how uh. to do it right now. The part two on that is, is that when you use electricity to make hydrogen, it's three or four times more energy intensive than if you just put the electricity into a battery. There you go. I had a feeling you were going to say that. It does seem as if you've been, we've been hearing this that this technology is 10 to 15 years away. We've been hearing that since I since the late, well, mid-70s, we've been hearing that it's 10 to 15 years away. So uh, I hope that dynamic changes. I hope a documentary like Who Killed the Electric Car yeah. will bring people to a point where they understand that we need to get busy and we need, we need to really... Uh, make our government responsive to what we want. Well, I, I hope people have a good time, too. That's my first job as yeah. a filmmaker, yeah. and, and the, the information's there if people, people want it. But it was such an amazing story that the, so many car companies would do this, and so we, I just wanted to capture that and, and share it with people. Chris Payne, uh, the director who killed the electric car, good luck to you and all of your future endeavors. Thanks, Chris Payne. Thank you, guys. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash filmschool.